Welcome to this week's Spinfoil Theory. We're about to take a dive into the lore of Destiny the game. Specifically, we'll be giving a high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging. With that out of the way, let's put on our Spinfoil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. And we're live. Well, not live, but... Pretend live. We're recording. It's, it counts. It counts and counts in some stretch of it. <laughs> Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. We are your hosts. This is Red Leader, Taylor B. And with me, as always, Lady Lucida. How are you doing this week, Lucy? Doing okay. I'm sick, I guess, or I was sick this uh, past oh, no. week. But it's slowly getting better, I think. I think I got through the worst of it, and I'll be better. Hopefully this week. I hope so. Speak sick is never fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry you're feeling sorry you're feeling a little poopy. Oh good. What about you? How you doing? How's your week been? I'm doing okay. You know, I shifted into my new role this week, uh, at at the job. And still still kind of feeling it out, figuring out uh what exactly is uh is expected of me. But uh, I'm excited for where that's going. Uh gearing up for GCX uh this week too uh for for anyone listening who uh hadn't heard i will be at gcx representing the uh the spinfoil theory crew uh i will be in costume uh at least part of the time and i will also have uh i don't know if you saw lucy i'm gonna have a couple little uh mayu mini yeah i saw that that i saw that my uh yeah, they're going to have uh, Fell Winter's Peak loaded up on it. For anyone who doesn't know, you can check my Twitter for a link, and you can play it in your browser. You don't need to uh, show GCX to play it, but I made a little Celeste 2 mod, and I made it uh, Destiny-themed. And so the uh, the story is basically Wu Ming, or the Drifter, climbing up Fell Winter's Peak to uh, report the massacre at the bar. Yep. That's so cool yep. that you made like a little game out of that. Thanks. Uh, I'm thinking about, because when I was learning, um, I'm still learning, but when I was like first, first learning uh, Lua, which is the coding language, um, for anyone who doesn't know, I made these games in Pico 8, which is a, uh, uh, it's, it's a, it's like a, like a fantasy system, like a fantasy 8-bit system that is openware, and it was invented by this guy in Japan who basically wanted coding and like practical video game coding to be accessible cool. to, uh, to anyone. And yeah, so uh, I made a first couple like tutorial style games, but they were also Destiny themed. I think I'm gonna throw them on there too. I didn't, I didn't publish them to uh, Itch.io, but uh, the other two are Warsat Lander, where the goal is to land a Warsat on a fire team of Guardians. That's funny. <laughs> and and then the uh, the very first one I made is basically like a Flappy Bird clone, but you're a Cabal uh, drop pod. And you're trying to make it as far as you can go before you, like, you know, crash for glory of the Empire. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Those are those are the ones those are the ones I have. <laughs> so I think I think I can load up all three. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get two real small uh, micro SD cards that I'll build just for demo purposes. And then I'll just load those up on there. Cool. Keep it in guest mode. Yeah. So I think that'll be fun. I'll have I'll have a couple of those on on my cosplay that I can like hand out to people. Um, and I'm debating between either like taping, like a note on my back, or maybe uh, 
pinning one of the uh we'll be in me and my friends will be in spin foil theory t-shirts that uh, lucy will also have some of uh here soon but uh yeah i'm, I'm thinking about pinning one of those to my back like as my cape ah, i see my hunter cloak. that's cool that's cool yeah so yeah it's been it's been a lot of a lot of prep for that and and the plan this week but it's I don't know. What's the word like stressful, but exciting. I don't know if we have a word for that in English, but yes, that is where I'm at. Um, cool. Cool. So yeah. Um, and, and let's put this out there now, uh, you know, next week with, uh, me being a GCX and, uh, Lucy having some of her own plans, if she wishes to share, cause it's, it's exciting for her too. Um, we will not be having an episode next week. Uh, we, I will be tweeting and, and engaging the community from GCX, but, uh, but yeah, just, uh, you know, live your best lives. We'll be back the week after. Yep. Very exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Speaking of shows though, since we are here this week, I think it's time to share. If you were listening last week, then you would know that we started in our, into our investigation of the Leviathan. Now that now that it's come back to uh, the Soul System, and we got up to when it first came to the Soul System back in Vanilla D two. So long ago. So, I know, right? I feel old. Literally years I ago. I feel yeah, old. Right? I'm so old. Oh, this is the oldest you feel so far. Oh. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I'm just going to get older. Going to wake up and be a skeleton. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 It's okay, though. It beats the alternative. Becoming an exo? Um, you know, I don't, because what always bothered me about that type of immortality is it's, re- is it really you or is it a copy of you? I don't know. I mean, right? It's a tough question, mate. No, wait. I mean, I don't know. Right? Man, I don't want to get philosophical. Man, right? Man. Uh, that's that's like it's it's one of my favorite parts about about uh, Destiny. Is it is it forces? It doesn't force, but it introduces a lot of these questions of like self, uh, self worth. Um, value, yes. Uh, you know, specifically this season, like trauma. Yes, all the trauma. And everyone needs therapy, right. man. Yeah. Everyone needs some therapy, yeah. or at least to like dip your toe in it. Like I know, I know every method isn't going to work for everyone, but at least trying, trying it out can only help you. Yeah, trying it. Well, and you got to find what works for you. Like maybe for maybe for you, certain activities or outreach or what become therapeutic. Right. That doesn't mean. That traditional therapy is bad. It just means you have different needs, different outlet, but you can't really get there without without checking it out, right? Exactly. Worth worth a shot. So that's 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 one thing I really love about uh, what Destiny brings to the table in in its story, um, especially in Destiny Two. You know, Destiny One was not really like that in a lot of ways, and that's okay too. Um, I think mystery and especially giving the uh, the point of view from the guardian who's kind of like raised in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. I think that fit. I think the longer the main character has been in there and the more things that 
we've grown and learned about also great also priceless because you don't see that in a lot of media media period and let alone video games yeah um or at least not as accessibly on its face as a, as the season of destiny is so uh yeah no i'm definitely digging that but you know i think that's the good segue because one thing i will say about callus i was getting into uh, a discussion on reddit this week about about callus the emperor and it was a it was a twist on, post on Destiny lore, and they were basically saying like you know what a hypocrite Callus is, and it's so interesting to me because you know you t- tell me how you feel, Lizzie, but I've always felt like Callus was never about being right. He was about for the longest time anyway. He was about being opulent. He was about being the face, the image of his people. He, he was, a, he was about a lot of things, but like even in his own, like very flawed personal narrative, he changes his mind about things constantly. Like it, it, all it takes is, is an experience or something. He's like, you know what? We should free all the scions. This is bullshit. This is so not opulent. Kinda maybe I think, but there's, I do think he, definitely he has some, Bits of hypocrisy, I think. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. I, I was saying the hypocrisy is there by design. Mm. Yeah. No, I think I think. It, like, does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah. Well, because like, for example, I think I saw the same Reddit post and they talked about how Kai or Callus did this whole speech about how the bond between Beastmaster and War Beast is, you know, important and sacred and gall ruined that and made it more militaristic and it was bad and then later one of the scannables in the pleasure gardens yes is mm-hmm. yeah. um callus talking about how he gifted kaito a war beast puppy and kaito then loved the war beast puppy more than callus himself so callus had the war beast puppy killed Mm-hmm. That's very hip- 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 hypocritical. He's he's a total hypocrite. He's a total. He hypocrite. is. He's very much uh, a hypocrite. But he also he changes his mind constantly to mm-hmm. whatever is the best for him. I guess. I think sometimes it's just growth because it's not always what he wants. Is what I've learned in listening to some of his uh, memories that you can steal in the duality dungeon. Yes. Um, just to round off that, that thought, sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I think, I think uh, he, hmm. I think I really agree with you that he processes loss and jealousy in a very unhealthy and toxic way. Yes. He's very, I think, I'm sorry. What's the word? Clingy? Almost? I wouldn't say clingy, but like, like, suffocating, yeah, it's like, I guess. It's like super, it's like a, hmm. I don't know how familiar you are with like, uh, like old PBS, like Masterpiece Theater. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is how like, what, however high nobility that they have in the show, this is how like, they would get jealous of, of things. Mm-hmm. 
it's like the world centers around mm-hmm. them. So when someone isn't centered around them, they become threatened. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I think Callus definitely thinks yeah. he's the the best. He's the sun. He's, like yeah. he is the the sun that all of everything orbits around. He is the black hole in the center of the galaxy. Like he feels Callus feels as though he like is deserving of everything like everything is his very greedy very very greedy which it's really interesting to like look back at when Callus first came out or not Callus first Callus first arrived in the soul system mm-hmm. where he had um the first mention of him was i believe an adventure on nessus adventures no longer exist so rip but the kind of, well, no, they don't exist. Do they kind of exist? No, they don't oh, exist wow. anymore. Thanos snapped out of existence. Damn. No more adventures. Rip. Sad times. But anyways, only missions. Anyways, in the adventure, there's basically some Red Legion cabal that are trying to get back into the good graces of dear old Emperor Callus, and we stop them and we send the recordings off to Cade, who is, Cade is just like, wait. Did you say Emperor Callus? Hold on, I gotta get Akora. Then, eventually, there's the raid, which takes place on the Leviathan, where we are invited by Emperor Callus to the Leviathan to engage in basically a glorified game show. Because uh, Callus wants to basically watch us jump through hoops. He thinks it's funny. But because he's fascinated by us. Because, as we've mentioned last episode, he had all of these shadows. They're all dead now. And that's the thing. With non-guardians, when you're dead, you're dead. But with guardians, you can just come back and fight forever. Unless your ghost dies. But he... Knowing what we know now... It's very interesting to look back at, like, Leviathan, and be, and we know now that he was just trying to... He never really saw us and as anything more than just tools. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting, looking at the lore in the Chronicron, and the lore in uh, that came out in Season of the Chosen. And Season of the... Uh, season of the Chosen. And Season of the... Season of Opulence, especially. And then... You go through the raid, you do all the hoops, you fight Emperor Callus, quote-unquote. And it turns out, Emperor Callus is a robot! Surprised Pikachu face! And as you go to the final chest, you see rows upon rows upon rows upon rows of... robots. So where is the real Emperor Callus? Hmm... Perhaps he was in the Shadow Realm. Possibly. Possibly he was in the so, shadow realm all along. One thing one thing I want to add, and I think we touched on this last season, mm-hmm. is at the end of Rise of Iron, they planted the seeds about the Cabal kind of being in a seeming disarray. Yeah. Because of a message from, or to, I believe it was to the Emperor. Yes. And so 
they've been they've been planting these seeds for a while. And I really like what they've done with it because I I like I, I really enjoy his journey. For sure, for sure. And 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 it isn't it isn't in the sense that like, oh, we should all love this character, but like, how can I say this? You it, it's easy to love to read about this character. Mm, yeah. Because they keep how can I say this? Callus keeps redefining our expectations of him. Callus comes in, like by the time he comes in, he's already been witnessed. He comes into the soul system and he sees us and, and we learn we learn a little a little more properly from the duality dungeon what his goal is with us and it's basically just to make us dance mm-hmm. we're like his little like uh, what you were just saying he like yeah we're like little puppets he likes to he wants to watch us dance and do a jig you know yeah at the drop of the dime and what's so funny is he doesn't care like at the point we meet callus we always think it's so weird that, because it, it, in the leviathan we're still fighting his loyalists we're not fighting his clones he's it's not strictly clones mm-hmm. yet we do fight clones in the baths but we're fighting real ass cabal scions included who chose to go with him who sided with him they thought the the overthrowing of him was fucked up yes and he has no compunction about sending these people to like wave after wave of them to their own death a- against us for his entertainment. Yeah, he. I mean, like to him, the lives of people are inconsequential. He doesn't care, as we've seen more and more. Like he doesn't care about his people. He just cares about himself and. Uh... He's very, he's very vindictive about it, kind of. Like he, before he is witnessed, when he is, because there's an interesting timeline here. I think it's after he's exiled that he tries to make himself immortal on his own. And that's how you get the, uh, the out of body callus who inhabits the, uh, the robots that, that we fight. Um, if I'm listening to the memories in the correct order, which I think I am, that's like a failed attempt that he has to prolong his life mm-hmm. and make himself immortal. And so I think once that isn't what he wanted either, and he's been rejected, he's been overthrown by the vast majority of the cabal, even his own daughter, even his own heir. Yeah. I think that's when he reaches a point as as he goes to be witnessed, and I think the you know the witnessing definitely solidifies this view. But I think that's when he kind of reaches the point where he's like, you know what? Fuck the cabal. I'm the best of us anyway. Yeah. I'll be our final shape. Yeah, and I do think it's interesting how he views like the light, especially. I just think that's really interesting because he's all like he even said in the duality done like if like if he was like younger, you know, in his youth, he would have mm-hmm. used it, thought of it like how gold, like a, a tool. But now he's like, no, 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 no. 
The light is cringe. Well, he doesn't literally say cringe, but he basically says the light is... He thinks it loudly, though. He, 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 he pretty much thinks the light is not as cool. Well, I think, I think part of it, because I think that's how the Cabal originally came to the soul system. Is back when he was in power, he sent them to investigate the trap mm. or capture it. I don't think it was capture it, but I think it was like figure it out, figure out what's happening. Because if you look at all the D1 missions, like they're trying to get into Rasputin. They're trying to get into like human databases from our golden age. Hmm. And I think what they're trying to do is, in a lot of ways, there was an argument for some time that Gaul Keitel was already in power here. And what they're doing is trying to figure out a way to harness the light. But I think, especially since this is, I think now we have a little more little more defined, Callus in power. Especially in this time where he's trying to like, starting to consider this technology that would transform him and make him immortal or oh like he's like he's like formulating this plan i think hmm, i i think i think these are like big turning points for him right i think he sent his legions here to the soul system and then like almost abandoned them because if you think about it why didn't he come straight here Mm. why did he give it up i think i think maybe he was already being tempted really in the same way that like clovis bray was Mm. because the one thing and tell me what you think about this this lucy the one thing that well, well two things the two things that strike me as a similarity between them they both tried to live forever on their own yeah and eventually found their way to the darkness, the witness. Clovis Bray did it to the extent that, at least that we know of, he developed clarity to, or Alkahest for clarity, to fulfill his goal. Which, I mean, maybe that makes Clovis too selfish to be a candidate? Maybe. Uh, but... But do, do you see, do you see like the kind of parallels there? Yeah. Um, Callus did it in much the same way. He, he was seeking out this way to live forever. He, he, I think he got to a point where he never wanted to stop being emperor. Which is kind of like a hedonism addiction, really. Almost. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, sorry, sorry to, sorry to sidetrack us so much, but I think, Excuse me. I think what we see when Callus first comes to the soul system versus what Kyle and Gaul had last seen. Yeah. I think that might be the biggest transformation his character has made in the shortest amount of time. Interpersonally, not physically. Although maybe probably physically too. Yeah. Like, he went from the most broken, the most dejected, wanting Gaul to kill him, which we all... We'll, we'll link this in, in this week's uh, show notes again, guys. Um, but 
he tries to goad. He tries to goad Gaul. He tries to have death by death by usurper, death by death by rebel. Mm-hmm. And Keitel stays Gaul's hand. Yeah. I. Do you ever feel like reading this that that hurt him more than if she had just let Gaul kill him? Maybe. Maybe. Oh. But anyway, sorry, sorry to keep us sidetracked. What do you think? What are your opinions on the purpose of the games? Because for me, it's like this double-edged sword of he didn't care how much he gave to us, how much he helped out or increased the guardians or, or like paid them, like in whatever way he paid them, loot, like what have you. Mm-hmm. For him, I feel like, you know, he never says it directly, but I feel like that whole exercise was really feeling us out. Yeah, I could definitely see that, that it's him seeing how far we'll go to get shiny thing. Mm-hmm. And he just kept pushing and us like, further and further, saying, okay, let's see how far I can push mm-hmm. this envelope. Mm-hmm. Can, can I say this? Do you think it's fair that Callus is a habitual line stepper? Yeah. If you drew a line in the sand, Callus is the dude who's going to step on it or over it. Yeah. He, yeah, man. It's really weird because I feel like there's no other cabal that has this kind of attitude as him. Even Keitel, who was born like princess. I think you're still called a princess when your dad's the emperor. I don't actually know. Yes, she was called a princess. Um, even though she was born in a point in the cabal empire where she had like vast amounts of privilege, like over everybody. Like, and I get like royalty had this, but I mean, like there were like literal slaves in the Cabal Empire when she was born. She is more duty-bound in her proclivities than I feel like you would expect having met Callus first, right? She's surprisingly everything Callus isn't. She understands what the Cabal are. She works with in their societal structure to force change as opposed to upending hmm. what what they have. I think I think they're a very interesting society that and and I know I know very much narratively that Keitel is the way she is because she tries harder intrinsically. She wants to be better. She wants to be the example. She wants to be the perfect uh, leader. And that's kind of, that's part of what I like about her. I also think she's been a real great stepmom to Zavala this week at the time of this recording. Oh, no. Have you heard their dialogue this week? Yes. Dude, it's so sweet. She is so protective of Zavala, but at the same time, she'll... She'll tell him in response to like, oh, yeah, Saladin smiling is rare. And she's like, it is? 
I thought his smile was magnificent. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Dude, like and and then there's then there's dialogue when you complete containment where she and Saladin are talking to each other about Zavala. Mm-hmm. She is such a super stepmom. And this isn't discounting any of the flirting and, and, and stuff between her and Zavala before the end of last season. Please, please, everybody, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not discounting that. And I think all of this is like tongue-in-cheek, too. I would say literally probably none of them are in like a literal relationship. But if I had to ship anyone, I'm here for Salidal. I'm here for Salad and Keitel. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's my that's that's my one because I think for me it all came down to when she growled thoughtfully <laughs> last season, and he became at the time Brackus Forge. Yes. To me, that's that's when like she had been kind of like flirting with Zavala. I'm not here to discount that. But, like, she wasn't in a relationship with him either. So, like, yo, sister, get it. Get it from where you want it. Do it. And by it, I mean affection and love in the way you want. But, yes. I'm totally here for it. So, so here's the thing. The initial challenge to shift gears again, guys. Sorry, I, I know. I know I always go on these little tangents. To shift gears again. Uh, toward the Leviathan. After that initial sort of like invitation of games, and what was, I don't know if we ever talked about this, it, what was so fucking cool about his introduction as the raid, the raid like, I, I don't want to say boss, I want to say like raid manager, because he's just like putting everything there for you to fight. Yeah. For his own entertainment. He's the... Yeah, I guess he is the... I was going to say like a... Dun- Producer? Like almost like a dungeon master in like Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. but it's a raid. Yeah. He's the... Dude. The game master. There you go. Dude. Lucy. Since we've had requests, I'm not saying we're going to host anything yet. Uh-oh. But once once we get back from GCX, do you want to build guardian characters? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Just, just building the character doesn't commit you to anything maybe maybe it's just putting it down on paper for fun maybe i'm not saying because because if there was a campaign i feel like i would volunteer to gm it but i'm not there yet all right all right yeah um maybe but ever ever since ever since our fan reached out to us with uh with this D D uh destiny guys i'm just like okay you got 5e rules okay okay i'm here for <laughs> um but i think i think we need i think we should at least make characters when we come back because maybe maybe someone who is running a D campaign wants to use this as npcs i see hi mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah callus is a definite game master in in his initial in his initial thing and then 
you know, later when Curse of Osiris comes out, you have Eater of Worlds. Yes. And now, Eater of Worlds, if I remember correctly, Eater of Worlds is the one where the Vex are attacking the ship? Not the Vex. Basically what... I mean, yes, it is the Vex, but it's a little... Basically, uh, the Leviathan, when it was consuming Nessus, accidentally ate a Axis mine, which is a very big, big... Those are the big, chunky... Um, Vex. And basically, the Vex had basically Stay chunky. had stopped Sorry. the uh, Leviathan from eating Nessus. Any more of Nessus. So basically, they just pushed the stop button. And Gallus is like, I need my wine, man. I'm getting the shakes. Because he has a wine addiction. Because basically, his royal wine is the ground up planets that the Leviathan eats. I like how he has this added. Yeah, what's that guy from from Marvel Comics? Thanos. The Fantastic Four. Uh, Galactus. Ah, Galactus. Yes. Galactus and his whole purpose. He's a Fantastic Four villain, at least classically. Um, and he's the guy who uh, Silver Surfer was one of his heralds who uh, rebels against him when he comes to Earth. I want to say. Yes. But Galactus is this guy. He's like a universal force mm-hmm. who his whole thing in the Marvel Comics universe is he eats planets. Yes. He doesn't care what's on the planet. He is compelled to do this by the power cosmic. Yes. And that's so wild to me that Callus also kind of has this quality through his wine. He just eats plants. Like, yeah, right. Because like in 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 the comics, or at least like cartoons that came came forth that that I'm a little more familiar with, having not been alive in the '60s. It's like he has this whole apparatus that like breaks the planet down into shit he can eat or absorb. And and fulfill his hunger. And it's just so wild to me that Callus literally does the same thing. Yeah, it is kind of funny. Right? And so in this case, he accidentally absorbed a mind, you said, Yeah, right? an Axis mind. Those are the biggest of the, uh, the, the, the Vex. I'm curious as to where the planet was that he accidentally absorbed. Nessus! It was from Nessus. It was on Nessus, and he ate it from Nessus. Yes, he ate it. He basically was from Nessus. Wait. Because it's been eating Nessus this whole time. Dude. If you go on Nessus, can you still see the Leviathan? No, it's gone. It's gone? Yeah. Can you see it from the moon? Yes. You can? You haven't gone? Has nobody gone to the moon? Go to Eris. There's no reason to go to the go, moon. Go, go, just go to the moon. Just go to Eris and just. I'm gonna go. Just to go moon. to the moon right now. Boot up this thing and go to the moon. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it right now. Just go. We'll stand next to Eris and turn to your left, slightly, I'm and you'll just. Moon. It's right there. It's right there. Oh my god. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. It's just so funny. Yeah, no, because basically Leviathan had been eating Nessus very slowly. You could see in the skybox and everything. And basically, what had happened was, is the uh, the Leviathan had eaten a big giant Vex mine, and the Vex mine was causing problems with the Leviathan. 
So, Callus, mm-hmm. either you just show up unannounced, or Callus invites you, depending on if you had done Leviathan or not. And then you solve his little engine problem, and the Leviathan was going to kill you, but Callus snaps his fingers, and you're teleported away into safety. And he's like, I would never let anything happen to you, my lovely guardians, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And what's funny thing... He does protect He does protect you, you but it's funny to note... You're teleported to the same spot with all of the callous robots, and there are significantly less callous robots this time. Hmm. Curious. It's basically to show that guardian teams have continually played callous's well, dance. I feel like in... I can dig that. And he uses them to, like, defend the Leviathan, too. Yes, we'll see that. That's in the Spire of Star Rape where the now head commander of the Red Legion has said, you know what? Screw it. And they're, they were going to go retake the Leviathan because the Leviathan has the cloning technology and all this and that. And they could use that to eat Earth or... Was it retaking or taking? Well, taking. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And the Guardians come in and they stop Valkaur and his greed to retake the Leviathan. We stop him, but Callus Robot, kind of, Callus Bot, he helps us. He helps us out. Well, when you when you go in, when you go in, oh yeah, it's right there. You're blind. I, I told you, I told you, it's right there. You're blind. I'm not blind. I just hadn't, I hadn't gone in. Oh. I had to go, I had to go to the, the I had to go moon. to the moon to do the Lost Sector. So I was like, oh, there it is. That's cool. And I feel like you have a better view of Earth now. Mm-hmm. Wild. I'm totally here for it. I'm totally here for it. This is amazing. Yes. This, this is amazing. It's very That's cool. That's pretty cool. But any, but then... That's pretty cool. So you do that. Callus helps you. What's cool is you activate the defenses of the Leviathan that were deactivated. You activate, like, these lasers and... These bombardments and these things, and you blow up the enemy ships that are coming to try and retake the Leviathan. It's actually really cool. I always mm-hmm. thought that was fun. And then Callus helps you kill Valkor, kinda, and you get all these opulent, cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you don't really hear from Callus for a little bit until Season of Opulence, and in that, Callus offers. Guardians, the Menagerie. Opulent Party 3. Opulent Party 3, which is the <laughs> Menagerie, which is like his... He turned where he was originally in prison into this almost like... Museum slash zoo slash... Well, yeah, that sort of thing. Well, maybe, maybe one thing we didn't... I don't know if we touched upon too much is... He didn't, I think we touched upon it last week, but he didn't have control of the Leviathan initially. No, 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 he didn't. He he gained control like until him, yeah. after it reached the edge of the universe and he met the witness. After that part, he was able to take re-control and... Does that, does that part of the story ever, for you, Lucy, evoke those images of uh, explorers going to the edge of the world? Kinda, yeah. Like the waterfall into infinity mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Because that's what I love is he goes to the edge of the universe and he goes beyond the universe, which is also a thing. But the thing is, his ability to do that, if he literally did it, is fucking astronomical because the universe expands faster than the speed of light. Yes. So if he was able to reach the edge of the universe, that means the Leviathan... Was fast. I mean, if this is literal, yes, is moving faster than any factor of light. Yes. It also could be embellished. We know Callus likes to make himself look good. But I digress. Um, Because the uh, Cabal Empire has a bunch of Anthonium worlds, which is where, like, they store all this treasure. I think of, like, treasure planets, almost. Um, and one of the things Callus had was the Crown of Sorrow. And he's like, dang, you know what I really want? I need a shadow from the hive. I don't got a hive that's going to cooperate with me. So he made Galran, Sorrow Bearer, to wear the crown upon his head and control the hive. That was his whole plan. But, uh, unfortunately, when the crown of sorrow was placed upon Galran's head, Galran was not under the control of Callus, but of some other scheming evil person, Savathun, our favorite cunning hive witch. And Callus basically called us and said, Guardian, help, I have a hive infestation. I need you to come... Deal with it, please. And that's basically the Crown of Sorrow raid. I really like that raid. I flawless that raid twice. Because I hate myself. Yes. I have flawless that raid twice. Once to get myself the shadow title. And once to get my girlfriend the shadow title. Well, to help her get it. I didn't. Yeah. Basically, I helped her get it. Because she wanted. She thought the shadow title was cool. I was like, all right, I'll help you get it. And then she's like, oh, no, I have to flawless. I'm like, don't worry, we'll get it. And she was so stressed out. She's like, I'm never doing a flawless raid ever again. Because they're, they're, they're hard. Mm-hmm. It was easier in D1 for sure. Mm, maybe. Yeah, because all you had to do was Crota. Yeah. True, true. Uh, I, I, I just mean getting the flawless raid or yeah. whatever. Triumph, seal, thing, achievement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so basically do the menagerie, and then after that, the next time we hear of Callus is, I believe, the Glycon. Um, let me see. Yeah? Because I think that's right, too. I just want to go over it in my head real quick. Because that's after Season of Arrivals, and in Season of Arrivals, you find out Callus is really sad as depressed because the darkness slash witness... Um, basically bypass, ignore, walked past him and went straight to us guardians. It was like, guardians, hello, I'm here to give you salvation. And Callus is just in the corner like, but, 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 but what about me? I've been doing all of this for you and you didn't even notice. And Callus was very depressed. So Callus was like, fine, I'll get you to notice me. And this is the presage mission is basically him trying to get Getting the witness to notice him. Which I think is funny. 
So it's hilarious. It's yeah, because it's season of arrivals. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at that time it's he'd been witnessed, right? Mm. Or maybe he gets witnessed again. Because the season of arrivals is when you can no longer do the Leviathan and when they remove the Red War. Yes, Leviathan is gone. Everything's gone. There are no more Red War Guardians. Nope. All new lights now came post-Red War. Yep. It's so funny, every now and again you'll see like posts like, Hey, I just started this game. Fuck Callus, but also who's Callus? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this has definitely become a rolling We should do I'm not saying we're bife, but we should do we should do an SDP breakdown of events one day. Maybe we can maybe we throw it up on the YouTubes. Nice. Okay. Sure. That might be a really long talk. It would be. And it's something we can not record all in one sitting. Okay, I was gonna say like, oh god. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, no, no. We can we can do it we can do it in bites and then just release it uh release it as a whole. But I think I think that would be fun to do because especially what and 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 guys like, you know, by Bife, Mylan, all those guys are, are pinnacle for, for background information, especially if you want to consume the information as players did. Uh, this this is never a shot at them. We love them. There's not a lot of like contemporary revisits to the whole of the lore, like looking back at it through new eyes. Yeah, for sure. Right. Am I right, Lucy? Like, yeah, I think I think... I think if we I think if we did something like that that could be that could be really cool and like a little more unique uh, a little more a little more niche. So yeah, uh, putting that out there. If 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 you guys would would like us to do that and want to encourage us, please add us at all our social medias. Yeah. In my in my deepest radio voice. <laughs> please. Um But yeah, uh sorry. Back to back to back to the show here. I agree. It was so because because we had just touched on uh, Spire of Stars, yeah. Yes. It's so interesting to me that the remnants of the Red Legion have persisted as long as they have. Um, like not just to the point of Spire of Stars, but you. Even still, even as recent as last season, you're hearing about what defectors and remnants of the Red Legion are doing. Yeah, for sure. I'm very curious. How do you think? Because I'm starting to think. Do you think the Red Legion was was the predominant force in the Cabal military, or do you think they just lost that many in losing their homeworld? I think they definitely lost a lot when Protobottle fell. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think. Okay. So. One thing I really liked about uh, about Spire. Um, Two was I think you touched upon like how you went into space and attacked the the attacking ships. Like you, you took control of the artillery, basically, and gave it gave it a big. Um, 
ha- a big boost in terms of its uh, capacity. I'm curious. We don't see him again in season of arrivals. The well, actually, actually, ooh, we did see him again. We did see him again because he gave us our trophy case and I think worked with Toland. But that's during um, the trophy. No, that's before the trophy case. And Bad Juju was Season of Opulence. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you're saying now. That's that's still during Season of Opulence. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Post-Season of Opulence. I guess what I was saying is is I thought we, like, forgot to say it. No, that's just, that's like a little, that's like a little footnote. It's a little footnote. He makes us spend all of our money in hard-earned bright dust on pointless trinkets that he then Thanos snaps out of existence. Am I still salty about that? Yes. Well, he didn't, but that's gone. Our, our, our. Tr- it's not gone. It's the beginning of the duality race. Yes, but our stuff isn't or, there. Our dungeon, sorry. Our stuff isn't there. That's the important part. That's what makes me sad. Because I spent all my. Bright- Why are you mad at him and not Shax? Why would I be mad at Shax? Shax straight up took your sword out of your vault. He probably needed it. I don't care. He used the fire sword, which guess what? That's the one sword I never made. Ergo, he didn't take my sword. What? Uh-huh. You didn't? That was the only one I did No, make. bruh, one, oh, bruh. Well, th- bruh. I made all three. Bruh. I made all three. I take that back. I was about I to be like... I made that one first. Huh? I made that one first. Why? No, 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 Dark Drinker yeah, is... you can spin it to win it all you want. I will unzip you. I like the spin to I will, win. I will, it's the best one. I, no, I love I love Zelda too, but I'm saying... <laughs> the unzipper. The gutting. You could just gut... You could one-shot gut those super dudes in, in the raid. I know, I know. But I just love Dark Drinker. Dark Drinker's my favorite sword. I do love it too. I actually even liked the... Uh, I can't remember the name. I liked the Ark one. Bolt caster. Where you could like shoot the uh yeah, because you could shoot I just those realized booms at people. I just realized. So Dark Drinker is now a legend is now a vortex frame in Destiny 2. Ray's lighter is now a a frame. A specific frame in Destiny 2. It's the uh I don't have the sword. But it's a specific sword frame. Where you can do this this the uh the like the trials, the old trial sword was it, um, but that one's just solar. But and then raise lighter, all that or all that raise lighter's thing was was that it can do the cool uppercut thing, right? That was it. That's all it can do, right? Yes. Sorry, I was muted there for a second. No, um, a... That is a hundred percent right. And Can't... you actually saw this in the design of the sword. Because it had a little hook at the front, mm-hmm. and it was uh, serrated on the back end. Which, if anyone's ever had a hunting knife, you know 100% what that's used for. Gutting things! Woo! Well, well, I mean, when it was first shown to me how it works, um, I, the way it was explained to me is you stick it in here, anyways, and you tilt it, pull up, and you unzip. Anyways! <laughs> you unzip. Anyways! <laughs> Moving on. I just think it's interesting. Anyways, um, yeah, so we didn't hear about from Callus because he was off crying in the corner, basically. And he ends up talking to Catabasis, 
our boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And basically, he does... He basically contacts Catabasis and is like, hey, I need you, my shadow of shadows. Well, not shadow of shadows. He's like, you're my shadow now. And Catabasis is like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. And uh, kind of works with Cat Catabasis works with Callus, and they go aboard his ship, the Glycon, and they round up a bunch of scorn in droves, because Callus has the Crown of Sorrow, check. And the scorn, check. And this weird Igor, Igor, the plant stuff that we see now on the Leviathan currently, and it was also on the Presage. And he basically mixes them all together, and he used that to basically call the witness. Just ring him up, just call him. The witness is off, you know, trying to manipulate the guardians and, you know, all this evil stuff. And then he just gets a phone call, and it's callous, and he's like, oh my god. I want you leave me alone. So witness event. Witness is like, okay, sure, sure, okay, fine. You win. Stop, stop. Get some help. <laughs> Basically, and Callus, gone, leaves, communes with the witness, and is never is not seen. And everyone else on the ship is like, what the heck just happened? Where did Callus go? Is he dead? Is he talking to the witness? We don't know. And the ship kind of erupts into chaos because Callus is gone. And some of the some like some of the signs are like, oh, he's dead. I can't sense him anymore. And like Catabasis' ghost starts going whack and is like rezzing Catabasis and like trying to get him to die in darkness zones. It's it's a trip. And we eventually are sent in and we find Catabasis strung up. By the Igor plants, and the scorn are running rampant. It's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And when we first investigate, we think we're going in with Osiris, and as we found out subsequently, that turned out to be Sabathuni. Sabathuni, yes. Who is the very reason we have the Crown of Sorrows back in the helm now? It used to be in the tower. But I guess the helm was also in the tower. Yeah, it was probably... Helm is confirmed to be a ship. It always was a ship. It was in a giant hangar. Why did no one notice? I was like, oh, it's a, it's like it's like a helicarrier. Okay. It's like a giant okay, helicarrier. Okay. I, gotta be, I gotta be real fair here, though. Based on where the bridge is, based on where the bridge is, and now that we've seen the whole ship, it's basically a space blimp. Yes. It's basically a space blimp. That means the hangar extended way the hell above where you could see the entrance. It was a separate hangar. Why would it have two hangars? Because there's lots of guardians in the tower. It makes sense that there's multiple <laughs> hangars. I take it. I'll accept. I'll accept. I like it. <laughs> I mean, there's probably different hangars in the last city for different reasons. You know, there might be one for civilians. There might be some for guardians. There might be some for vanguard operations. Oh, Sorry, sorry. I'm saying when when you would look out from the bridge mm -hmm. when it was in the tower, mm -hmm. you could see the top of the entrance or what appears to be the top of the entrance. Like you can see the whole door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas where the bridge is in the helm ship, it's on the very bottom. I see. So I think what you're saying is still like very reasonable and i agree with you 
but it's just a mind fuck that you thought you were looking out this door the whole time and then no the ship go it's it's up and above you and way forward and it's gigantic it's <laughs> like what? yeah no as soon as they showed the helm I was like oh hell yeah that means like during some point later in the story this is going to be a big spaceship and there's going to be pew, pew, pew. like that's the first mm-hmm. i thought it was i was like oh it's the helicarrier uh, i thought it looked like a bridge too i'm not going to lie it's, it's basically the helicarrier so uh so yes Basically, we then end up stealing the Crown of Sorrow back, which is now what the artifact is for this uh, artifact. uh, Thing we interact with for the season. For this this season, Season of the Haunted. Which, so far, I think the season's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. I like it. I like that we're having therapy Mm -hmm. time with all of the characters. Mm Mm-hmm. I do think it's great that uh, we're getting a lot of backstory on Zavala. Well, much. I want to give Zavala yeah. a hug. We're going to get it for Kyle too. Yep. Don't forget. I know. Gaul's going to be her nightmare. Yep. Because Gaul was like her, I don't know, friend? Question mark? We don't know. Like I said, we'll find out when. I don't know if they were romantic. No, I don't want to say I that. Any reason to think they were romantic? But I definitely think she looked up to him. Yeah, I, I think, think she, there's a reason she joined his rebellion. Yeah, there's there's definitely yeah we we know kind of why is because she was a, basically a fighter pilot, and much to her father's annoyance, annoyance, but like he didn't want her to chagrin. Yeah, maybe. he didn't. He was like, don't 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 worry about that. Just sit in the empire that, and just that is so not opulent. Exactly, that's so not not cool. Just relax, and. uh I think Kaito went like to the fringes or the edges of basically the Cabal Empire and saw stuff, and she's like, "Yeah, no, Kalos ain't, ain't he's he's not doing anything about this. He's not gonna, he's not gonna do anything. He's cringe. That's why. Yeah, That's you know. And also, her mentor, also being a part of the rebellion, probably didn't help. Well, she she also there's an irony here. Because she literally has the same experience he does in his own narrative. In the books that he has the scions, right? Mm -hmm. About his history. In how he came to the realization that he needed to free the scions. He went out and saw suffering. So there's, there's an irony. There's an irony there because obviously I think, I think it, uh, it lends more toward he was full of shit. Possible. But it's really ironic that she rebels against him for the same reasons. Yeah. Because everyone else, I think maybe save for Gaul specifically, and maybe the console, everyone else is rebelling against him because of how he of how he had had upended things. Yeah. Because he had freed the slaves. Because he had changed the status quo. And also he was very yeah. greedy and Yeah. Other but things. She rebelled because those changes didn't mean shit. Pretty much. So yeah, like there's I really I really dig it because she was She was better than all her peers, even in that story. Yes. Maybe not better than Amunarath. I don't know. Her mentor. Well, but that's her mentor, right? 
Oh, dude, you know what I saw earlier? Mm-hmm. Both Amunareth and she contain hive words within their name. Amunareth and the more obvious Zivuareth. But you can't spell Kyatl without Ayat. Yes. Right? Interesting. Right? So, interesting things to think about. But, you know, kind of steering us back on course here. I think it's really... I think it's really important to note that... And maybe this is why she stayed her father's execution. I feel like Kaidal actually believed in the ideals that Callus espoused, but hated that he didn't follow through with them. Because even once she becomes Empress, once she becomes into power, she doesn't roll back his changes. She just respects their traditions more than he did. She doesn't suddenly, like, re-enslave the Scions. True. Yeah, I think that's worth noting. I, I I think I think from exemplary standpoint, she is definitely like probably the best of the cabal leadership that we've ever encountered, anyway. Um, which makes the now derelict Leviathan all the more interesting, because the the one order of events that seems to be there is Callus goes aboard the Glycon. He delivers the scorn. To the witness. Yeah. He then reappears after we've defeated Rolk, the first disciple of the witness. And now he has access to the nightmares, nightmares that first appeared from what seemed to be an abandoned or forgotten pyramid ship in the center of the goddamn moon. Yes. I think Callus is a convenient tool. I think... So you don't think the witness is going to make him a disciple all at all? You think the disciple is... Or the witness... I think he might already be dead. Hmm. Callus? Yeah. I think he might already be dead because nightmares aren't dependent on whether you're living or not. And I still really think Callus is the Guardian's nightmare. Mm, maybe. Whenever you do anything, any mission, or any mission, any patrol on the, on the derelict Leviathan, Callus speaks to you. Maybe. Speaks to you directly. It's, Callus, it's possible. When you're going through the Sever missions, goads you plays on your proclivities I could definitely when... see that I could definitely see that but what about guardians who did not talk to Ka- who were post red war new lights who did not talk to Callus like if you're a new light right now you don't know who the hell Callus is why would he be their nightmare you can witness nightmares 
that have nothing to do with you the same way that we can see nightmares that are attached to crota tearing through the guardians first assault the city's first assault the vanguard's first assault sorry on the moon who they haunt is not dependent on who sees them true okay i mean also in because i guess that's true yeah, sorry no well yeah because because we can see we can see aldrin crow can see can hear and see callus true uh, we can see, I forget her name. We can see Zavala's wife. Uh, I know it starts with an S, but Safa? I, I Safaya? Yeah, it's something like that. I'll put it in the show notes. I just, I just don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think we had a name for her before this season. No, we did not. Yeah. So that's still, that's still new. Still learning. Um, yeah, though. I, I, yeah, I, I am a, I am a, yeah, I think, I think. I think he could already be dead and we wouldn't know it based on the nature of what's going on. He could have lost his life delivering the scorn to the witness or the witness could have just killed him on the spot or could have left him there to wallow. It's possible. The whole nature of the nightmares and everything seeming to be a nightmare. Honestly, we could not be dealing with Callus at all. Interesting. It's very possible, right? but I'm not sure. That's fair. We'll know. We'll know when we know. Yeah. I, I, I think. I think for simplicity's sake, it probably is Callus who we're dealing with. Or if Callus is already dead, that'll be like a reveal that we get. Uh, if and when we get to settle our own nightmares. Uh. Because there are more weeks than there are people who aren't the guardian. Mm-hmm. Even if they all get two. You also have to remember there is solstice. That takes up three weeks of the season. No, I just mean, I just mean for, I think there's like seven different instances. You can find the, uh, Kalispot, the damaged Kalispot in each sever iteration. And so if we count Kyatl, Crow, and Zabala, those and if they all follow the same path, like if they expand it, obviously this is debunked. But at the time of this recording, this is just the idea. Uh, two for two for Crow, two for Zavala, who I think is going to be next based on this week's uh, dialogue, and then two for Keitel. There's still one week left, and that could be for the Guardian. Yeah. Um. And for what it's worth, fans, this is with consideration that in the written lore, there are other people who are being haunted, but have chosen not to go on to the Leviathan like Ikora. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. Um, so I think that brings us... And and one connection, if it wasn't painfully obvious, all of the egregore, uh, what is it? What is it? Fungus mm-hmm. from the glycon is now on Leviathan. Infested in the Leviathan. And we know that the that Igor, Igor, however you want to say it, is from. I keep wanting to say Igor like Winnie the Pooh. I do too. I do too. <laughs> it's just because it's sad. Yes. 
the um I think it's been confirmed from the uh lore from Misty's that that stuff is like darkness stuff like infused basically darkness infused plenty planes so there's definitely something I yeah I I agree I think there's there's a connection yeah and it hasn't been fully spelled out yet but that doesn't mean it's not important for sure I feel like Bungie does does these things where they'll give you like the big connective tissue really easily. But then there's these little, like, narrative sinew that also gets to be important. But then again, I'm that guy in the lore community who lives for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, I see it probably even when it's not there, admittedly. Yeah. I think, I think that's everything. I think. Does that does that bring us up to date? I think so, yeah. Because now we're the derelict Leviathan. Cal's back. He's trying next, to connect. The next investigation would be duality, right? I guess, yeah. Because what he's yeah, trying so. to do right now is connect with the derelict pyramid on the moon. Mm -hmm. That's his plan right now. Well, he's using it. He's using it to. move against us. I think it's the best way to say it. Pretty sure in the very beginning of the season, Eris was like, Callus is trying to connect to the moon pyramid. We need to stop him. I thought he already done it. No, he's in the process thought, of thought, doing it. But I thought he already done it because he has the nightmares. Well, because the nightmares are basically the defense mechanism of the pyramid. Yeah, I thought she was suggesting he was in control of it. For whatever reason, and that's what we were trying to figure out. Did you did you hear that differently or read it differently? That's I, I read it a little differently, but it's I can dig it. I think that's fair too. Based on what we actually know, like I think that's fair too. Or like just as fair. If that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you, uh, would you be down? Would you be down to go into du specifically duality? Yeah, we can do. That. When we come back from our little break. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Huh, Groovy. You got any final final thoughts for us uh, this week, Lucy? Um, I just think it's kind of funny seeing Callus's journey from emperor to disgraced emperor to, I guess. Herald of the Darkness? Disciple? Question mark? It's kind of whack, TBH. <laughs> yeah. I... For me, final thoughts this week are Callus is a lot of things, but I think he's pretty consistent, and I think he's pretty indirect mm -hmm. in everything that he does. Really? Yeah, I don't think he ever gives you a straight answer. He ever gives you a straight purpose. You never understand how you're helping him, but 
here we are the guardian years later probably lamenting in narrative that we did because would we would it would we be worse off if the vex or the red legion had destroyed or taken over the leviathan i wonder because the red legion were at least also loyal loyal to kyle maybe so yeah so so interesting interesting place to look at things from uh yeah and and callus callus doesn't give you a straight answer he never tells you what he's about you find out accidentally when you steal the information. He plays everything close to the chest. He doesn't even like, especially after what happened when everyone rebelled to him. He doesn't. He doesn't tell anyone the straight story. And I think this is really exemplified when you look at uh, his own self narratives that he puts out there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think he definitely yeah, thinks he's, think he's the best. Mm-hmm. Or he wants you to think it anyway. I feel like he's probably more honest with himself. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... You know, like, you can't shit a shitter? Yeah. I feel like just because he bullshits everyone doesn't mean he's not honest with himself about who or what he is. He could be so delusional that... He can't even be honest with himself. That's true, too. No, he's trying to convince he up, himself. Yeah. He ends up coming from this weird place of, like, big willingness. Hear me out. I don't want to say he takes criticism well, because obviously he did not take the rebellion well. He doesn't take criticism well at all. I think if someone criticized, well. criticized him, he'd kill them in the, on the spot. Just execution. Or, or ignore it. Um... But I think he does take growth. And, you know, the funny part here being is, is his catchphrase for most of the time we've known him was grow fat from strength. Yes. If you redefine what strength is, he's always been about growth. And a lot of times the growth seems to be forced, especially as we've learned the real story of, of his narrative. But yeah, yeah. for sure. He's definitely a very nuanced character, which I like. I like it when our, our villains, I would consider Kallus a villain, are mm -hmm. more, instead of flat, one-dimensional, I'm evil just because. It's nice to know, okay, they're evil because of this. Or not when they evil, they're doing what they're doing because this or that. or It's nice. I concur. I concur. I, yeah, I, I really enjoy Callus. He's one of my favorite antagonists or just sort of like really enigmatic characters, right? He's just kind of always doing his own thing. And that finally is played into this greater narrative. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, man. Lucy, you got any shoutouts this week? Uh, no. I don't think so. I'm boring. I can take it. 
You got any shoutouts? Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a Happy Pride Month from the Spinful Theory podcast. Uh, oh yeah, I should have said that. Gay lives matter. Bi lives matter. Trans lives matter. In no particular order. Just want to say it flatly. Yes. And that's all I really have to say about that. They're doing a lot of cool stuff here in the city. Uh, I'm gonna miss the uh, the kickoff for it next week, but they're they're doing a lot of cool stuff here in DC. Um, so everyone's celebrating everywhere. You matter. You you deserve to exist. Take pride in that. Mm-hmm. Smooches. Yep. Uh, and I guess with that, everyone. It's a rough world out there. It hadn't gotten easier since the last time we talked about it, but you're still trying, and I think that counts. So take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Hydrate. Be properly hydrated. And no matter what season you're coming into based on your hemisphere, please stay temperate. Stay temperate. just be appropriately temperate. <laughs> That's all I ask. Um, and we'll see you next time. Uh, we appreciate you. If if you can, if you're able, on whatever platform you enjoy the show on, uh, you know, I know, I know, we normally don't ask for this. Please give us a review and a rating. Hopefully, five stars. Everyone else, hopefully, yes. But. Let 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 everyone else know what you think about us, and that'll put us in algorithms in such ways that people who might not have otherwise ever heard about us will see us pop up and maybe give us a shot. Thank you. Yeah. So if you could help us out there, we'd really appreciate it. Yepper dippers. Yeah, so thanks. And thank you for listening. Um... You guys always mean the world to us. So with that, we won't see you next week. But the week after. But the week after, I will be tweeting from GCX. I'll do from the show Twitter and my Twitter. Maybe I'll even throw something because there is a show Instagram too. I just never do shit with it. That's funny. <laughs> Maybe I'll put stuff on there too. Um, but yeah, take, take care. And see you next time. Bye-bye. Doodles. That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com.